0: Hey, welcome to Drop Mix. Um, is that, does that joke not play anymore? Is that like a week old now? Does anyone even remember that reference? Hey, welcome to episode 86 of Collector's Quest. This week we're talking about food branded video games, which were mostly a thing in the 90s, but we're kind of going over a little cut of all the ones we could really think of. And if you stay tuned until the end of this episode, you will hear the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Also, there's a new social media app called Vero, where you can follow Johnny at Johnny Ayuchi. I don't have it yet, because there is no iPad app, and I don't really carry my phone anywhere. And it doesn't let you install the phone app on an iPad, which is just plain rude. So you'll be able to find me there once they get that sorted out. Uh, In the meantime, that's basically the same thing as Instagram, so Whatever. Also good iTunes and give us 5 stars and here's the intro music Hey, welcome to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler, here with Johnny. Yo, Tyler, how's it going tonight? You know, I'm, I'm not going to complain about work or how I worked 17 hours yesterday or anything like that. We're just going to, you know, talk about some food video games.
1: Okay, that sounds delicious. Right? That's Is that delicious?
0: I, I mean, most of it's like fast food and soda and stuff, so it really depends on your definition of delicious.
1: Well... To clarify just a little bit, a couple episodes ago, we talked about shitty promotions we didn't like that a lot of people do and disagree with us over, but like how Taco Bell has some Xboxes like a 360, and they have that PS4 one, and Mountain Dew has an Xbox, and we started to look at other games that were like kind of tied into that same kind of stuff. So we, we went through and said, what games are tied to like candy or specifically branded for fast food to help sell a product like that and that's what we're talking about today is that fair tower
0: that's fair and this is this is hardcore this isn't like we took an xbox and we made a thousand of them that are purple this is like we programmed this game from the ground up in assembly to sell to your children just to promote our stupid food item so,
1: yeah, they are not kidding. They went deep on this. There was production meetings, there was, you know, debugging, there was tests done on this. Someone had to like sit in a room and and play certain sections of this game probably for hours to look for bugs. Sounds awful.
0: And this doesn't really happen anymore. Does this ha- These are like pretty much all retro games. Like
1: some of them, but there's a few new ones though.
0: Are we considering Xbox 360 new?
1: Eh, newer. I mean, it's modern. It's still a modern console. Right. In fact, I actually think 360 is the first true modern console. I, but I think it's better to, like, we uh, we talk about retro and modern, but I really think we need to go more comic book and start talking about ages.
0: Oh, I'm 100% with you there. It, it's ridiculous to group the PlayStation 2 and Atari 2600 in the same anything. Right.
1: And I think it's ridiculous, actually, to talk about PS2 in the same breath as a PS4. Because there there's to me there's very clear line of delineation that happens with online gaming and, and when that became a like a prominent thing. Sure, technically you could go online, play some Final Fantasy on the PS2, but that's not really what it was made for. That was like an afterthought. And now this stuff has moved on beyond that. It's you know almost half the purpose of the console is to do exactly that. And we also have this stage where consoles became more than just a thing that played video games became an entertainment hub and i I think so i think there should be ages i don't know if we need to call them like gold silver like comic books but some other terminology
0: i gotta put this in the episodes idea list that we have going on let's make our own ages here let's be the ones to define it just like we're the ones who said that the wii u is the sega master system of nintendo we're gonna we're gonna be the ones who do the trailblazing for defining video game ages
1: Okay, and I got a I got the perfect guy to come help us talk about that cuz we've actually talked about this a little bit. Uh, he's Excite Bite Games on IG, if you don't know, him, a buddy of mine Eric, and he is a huge comic collector as well, and this is so this is a parallel that he and I have conversed with over. So, uh yeah, maybe we'll get him to come on and we'll we'll have a good chat about it.
0: All right. Do do people really know what IG? Can you just say IG and everyone knows what you're talking about? Is that the world uh, we live
1: in? I th- think so instagram but i mean if you're listening to this podcast i mean i assume you know we're talking about instagram but maybe that's unfair on instagram he is not really anywhere else Uh, i mean he's on facebook but i'm not gonna like throw out his facebook name because it's personal i guess
0: all right yeah i'm only on instagram because of this podcast but i doubt i very much doubt that our listeners actually go to instagram because of this podcast so
1: uh, yeah probably not lots They're of people pro- like
0: me who just don't use their phones they just live a mellow life with free of electronics
1: so how did you find us before because you've been listening for a long time before you came on the show how did you find collector's quest if not there
0: did you find it through nintendo age yeah probably some post you made somewhere probably nintendo age maybe i was, just, I was probably just desperate and just going through itunes like oh, I just, just man i need more content about. i need just more gaming podcasts narc is over this is the worst
1: yeah, I I kind of regret that maybe I didn't brand the podcast a little bit more video game centric in the title.
0: Oh, our our SEO sucks, right? When you search for like retro games on iTunes, you can't find it, right? All right. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I like I like that I'm not hitting you over the head and it talks about the experience, but also as far like from someone who understands branding, that wasn't necessarily the best branding. But if if it got popular enough, then it would then associate back, which was the goal, and then it could be its own thing. Eh, whatever. Oh, and can't I, I fix just that think now. If,
0: if you have a, a title that's too on the nose with, like, video game or something in the name... It's it, cheesy, it right? It is. That's why I like Giant Bomb. They went with, like, just something totally out there. Yeah.
1: it Exactly. I don't like the too on the nose thing. You just look at it, you're like, that's the best you fuckers could do. The
0: Retro Video Game Roundup. Guarantee no. that's the name of a podcast.
1: Uh, I'm sure it's a segment at least somewhere uh maybe you can start doing that segment for
0: us all right well after oh, cool. uh, after food games we'll stay tuned for the retro video game roundup
1: All right, sweet. back to our title, which you've probably heard our subject matter for today, which is these ridiculous games that came out to sell stuff uh specifically food based items so let's talk about those what where do what's let's, let's cover the easy ones first let's start on Nintendo. And let's talk a little bit about what you can find on Nintendo.
0: We're just going to just totally ruin the order that I, the wonderful order I put these in fine. All right. Yonoid. Can we start with Yonoid? Everyone loves Yonoid. He was Uh, a pizza mascot from a time that I don't remember because I'm only 28 years old. Uh, So Uh, it was Domino's Pizza. Make a comment about that, Johnny, how I'm Uh, too young to play video games. I don't think I
1: ever said that, and also this show doesn't specifically only focus on retro games. So we like video games of all calibers here, just like we like people of all ages, especially
0: young people like
1: you, Tyler. You're the That's future. That's
0: true. And you would never give me shit for being too young to remember something from the 80s. No,
1: never. Never, ever. Um, I mean, it's not my fault that, you know, you're, we're born wrong, um, or late. Late is what I meant, not wrong. Okay.
0: Also, it t- yeah. It totally. What we need to like restart because these are grouped by like brand, not platform. Like we're not going to go over the Nintendo McDonald's games and the Nintendo no. Spot games. We're going to go over those all at once. Why did you? You just she- messed this all up. Now I got to edit all uh, this shit out. Gus. No, Start th- <laughs> no, no. You're just we're, we're leave it in.
1: People want to know that this is like this, and this is see. I love that you write up the the retro game roundup here for us on the dock, but at the same time. Yeah, I got to I probably got to manage you a little better I think because this this list
0: while is a reasonable order is not what I would have done cuz uh, that's how everyone likes to it's be a managed right rough order I don't can't... know what a doc is like you're going totally off into production terms I don't even know about doc just... short for document oh all right well okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right it's even called a doc in the like it's the abbreviation anyway people don't care about this shit all right we're going to go with your your order Halloween homebrew. Let's let's have it. That's a
0: oh. different episode. What the fuck are you no, talking you, about? No, you put you put that's number one on the list. Alright guys, so we're gonna talk about Halloween homebrew. Uh, no <laughs> I'm, kidding.
1: God, I'm kidding. God, no one knows I'm kidding. Okay, food related games. What's the first one?
0: Uh we're starting the show with the showstopper here, and that is the holy grail itself, the dog food game, Chase the Chuckwagon. Do people,
1: like, do do people understand how collectible this actually was? I know a lot of people weren't big on the Atari scene, and, you know, a lot of um, collectors are newer, but there was a time when Chase the Chuckwagon was the fucking thing. It was the stadium events before stadium events was the stadium events.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think people remember, because that was, like, like, YouTube people never really went super deep into 2600, and then by the time YouTube got really big, this was no longer the game. But, like, I, I remember, like, on, even on, like, Digit Press in the, in the 2000s, I remember this game, you know, having, like, a cachet of being this cool 2600 game. And, of yeah. course, it's, it's totally not. It's, like, it's an uncommon, it's a rare game, but it's not the fucking game.
1: No. It, and if you guys don't know what Chuck Wagon is, it's dog food. That's the other thing.
0: Purina-branded dog food.
1: Yeah. Right. So, this is a game
0: about dog food. And it's a, it's a shitty Atari maze game that you'd probably never want to play. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Great. Cool. Well, I don't want to play
1: most Atari games, so that's, that's fair. You don't want to uh, play
0: the Pepsi games, such as Pepsi Invaders?
1: No, I did not want to play Pepsi Invaders. But I'll tell you what I do want to play. Pepsi Man. But tell us about Pepsi Invaders first, before we get to Pepsi Man.
0: Oh man, I have to do this from memory, but I think there were 125 copies of Pepsi Invaders given to, like, Coke execs, or it was given out at, like, a convention, and it's, ba- it's basically just got the word Pepsi falling down from the screen instead of little Space Invaders dudes, and you just shoot all the little letters in Pepsi, and then it says, Coke wins. So it it's funny, because
1: now, in branding now, you would never use your competitor's name like that, because... Y- What they're doing here, and was confusing for me, they branded something called Pepsi for Coke. You would never do that, because I didn't know it was anything about a Coke. Like, I didn't know it was about Coca-Cola beating Pepsi.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess to be fair, it was only given to Coke employees, or it was only given to, like, Coke salesmen, so it's not like they were going to go out and buy Pepsi. And this was probably never meant to actually be seen by anyone else, and yet now it's become this, like, mythical Atari 2600 game that's pretty, like, really rare. True, but I'm just like, I I think by today's standards, you just wouldn't have that. Uh,
1: Follow up to this, not to this game, but to follow up what we're talking about, Pepsi Man, that is a game in Japan for the PlayStation where you are Pepsi Man, who is like their weird mascot. And uh, I think it's like kind of an action platformer.
0: It's like a, it's like a running game. Like, I think you are constantly running forward down kind of a hallway. Yeah, it's yeah. God, what's that called? Like 3D World Runner? Uh, I haven't played a ton of 3D World Runner. When you say that, I just think of Space Harrier, so I don't know.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, anyways, it's like running and the screen is coming at you, and you can only see the back of the character. Yeah.
0: But no one cares about that, because the coolest part about Pepsi Man is the box art, which is just it Pepsi is. Man, who's an entirely silver character, and I think he has like like blue and red reflecting off him, and he's just pointing at you, and it says, drink. Yes. It doesn't even say the name of the game on it. It's yeah, just drink.
1: Awesome. Yeah, it is really good. Drink, it, it, like it was obey your thirst before that was a thing. Like he was just telling you, you're gonna drink Pepsi, and he is very stern looking about it. He was also in a Pepsi man made an appearance in Fighting Vipers over in Japan. Uh, not didn't make it to the American version of Fighting Vipers, but in the arcade and on a Sega Saturn. He was in there as a playable character, which I think is awesome.
0: You know, just take like your coolest promotional character out of Fighting Vipers. You know, people definitely wouldn't have liked to play as this weird Pepsi man guy. Americans wouldn't understand that.
1: Well, it probably has to do with licensing rights and it's everything has to do with licensing rights. Anyway, this is, you know, one of my favorite games of all time. Just kidding. Kool-Aid Man. For the Intellivision and the 2600.
0: Nothing to say about Kool-Aid Man. It looks like Uh, an Atari game. It's got lots of bleeps and bloops Uh, and colors. And and you can barely tell what's going
1: on. Yeah, a blocky Mr. Kool-Aid or Kool-Aid Man. Yeah, it's it's exactly what you would expect. So, okay, Tyler. (laughs) you you got to talk about this one, Johnny. uh, this, uh, This is so hard. Okay, so this is... This is weird. This is a weird one. Okay. And it is... And I'm... Uh, my apologies to anyone who knows Japanese or who can pronounce words correctly. Because that clearly isn't me. It's a K Tika Kita Mario Brothers. Which is basically Mario Brothers Returns. Which was a game in Japan for the Famicom Disk System. Which was about... Nagatan uh Nagitanian, which is a like a fried rice seasoning or no that it's was a like Japanese a noodle food company Yeah that's a food company that makes the oh kakazuki nori fried rice seasoning that's what they do yeah okay that was hard anyways basically there's this Mario game which is basically just a rebranded Mario Bros that they put all these ads in but it's got mario in it which is kind of crazy so they were letting mario sell you know fried rice seasoning and put ads on the mario brothers game for this
0: has there ever been a mario game that's been like this corporate or like anything mario's Uh, done this this is such just such a crazy thing right it it is uh it's real weird did we say it's a famicom
1: disc system game we did. Oh, and then well, down the same out. lines as this, we'll talk about was Gradius or Gradius, uh, depending on how you say it. Archimedes Hen, which for the Famicom, which is basically just Gradius, except that you are fighting for these. Uh, it's got the power capsules, have been been replaced by the Archimedes package, which is basically a ramen cup. Ramen, it's like, you know, instant ramen, it's what it is. So instead of power-ups, you get these in the game. It was a weird, specially branded version of the game. It was a contest prize only, I think, on that one. So it's pretty
0: weird. But, like, Konami doing that, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a really Japanese thing. Ramen noodle power-ups. The, the Mario thing just seems way weirder to me.
1: Yeah, because like Konami, you're like, well, whatever. But, like, Nintendo specifically doing one is crazy to me. Like, Nintendo proper... Yeah, crazy. They must have needed the money.
0: Uh, yeah, they, yeah, you know, Nintendo in the, the late 80s were really hurting. No, this was the early 80s. Not Karatekita Mario Bros. That's 1988. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, because it was disc
1: system. It's not even a Family Famicom. It's the discs. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I bet this game costs a lot of money. We didn't look it up, but... No. It seems like would, it costs a lot of money. I, yeah, that that's something to look for, guys. I, it's crazy... You're going to be much more familiar with all the stuff we talk about later. These are like some really weird, obscure ones that we thought were like, wow. Because when we started to look, uh, how our process goes is, oh, we have this idea. That's cool. How deep should we go? Let's start to go. Well, I think it's good enough. Mm, I want to go deeper, Tyler. Let's go deeper. Well, that's that's a, an unfortunate statement. Anyways, you get what I mean. We start researching more, and then all of a sudden... We wind up at at this in the podcast. So now you know about games based on
0: instant ramen and uh, seasoning packets. So cool. Just a quick note, this game's not rare at all. It's like twenty or thirty bucks. Is so it? not even obscure. Wow. Cool. It's amazing. Johnny wanna talk about Yonoid? A game for the Nintendo Entertainment System? I do want to talk about Yonoid,
1: since it's for it was a character that was in the Domino's pizza ads, you had to avoid the noid and I can't remember exactly what that was in reference to, but this is still when Domino's promised to get it to you in 30 minutes or less. And I think what happened was uh the noid was something that could keep your pizza from getting to you, I think.
0: No, he would do all remember. like the things you didn't want to happen to your pizza, like he he would like remove like the little table that's in the pizza so that it would the cheese would get crushed against the box. The, is the Noid is all the things you're annoyed with oh, about oh, other pizza places. Okay.
1: I get it. I get it now. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, anyways, he was like this weird gremlin-y looking burglar. Uh, he's really strange looking. He's like all in red, but he's got like long rabbit ears. Anyways, avoid the Noid.
0: Yep. There's Ever a lot of it?
1: Domino's. Uh, I did. I rented it when I was a kid, actually
0: great. Was it any good? I don't even remember.
1: I I don't remember enjoying it. I remember renting it and then because I wanted pizza, like obviously what I wanted to do was rent that game and get a pizza, which I probably did. And then, yeah, and then my disappointment was probably both with the pizza and that game.
0: The title of the game, like it's a cool title, but it feels super modern Nintendo. You could totally see Nintendo putting out a game called Yo, Pikachu!
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This game kind of encapsulates the 80s to me, even though it's a 1990 release. Anyways, uh, what else we got? You want to talk about the Cheeto games?
0: I mean, not really, because who cares? So there's, there's Chesta Cheetah's Too Cool to Fool, on Genesis and Super Nintendo, which the only thing actually interesting about this game is that Cheetos are never actually referenced in it. That is how strongly they felt about the Chester Cheetah branding, and then I mean, the Chester
1: Cheetah was everywhere. I mean, he's still oh, yeah. their mascot.
0: I don't. I mean, I haven't seen a commercial in ten years, especially for no, Cheetos. No, I've seen one. But... I've
1: seen one recently.
0: Oh, well, I mean, he's a yeah. good mascot. Got a cool yes, Cheetah wearing still... sunglasses. Why would you change that? I don't know. Orange Cheetah. What orange like the Cheetos inside? I mean, Cheetahs is are pretty the close. Co- co- their Cheetahs are pretty close to orange. They're yellowish, right? Come on. It's not, not a, a big stretch. Gold, goldish. I mean, it's a stretch. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Go on. <laughs> I didn't even... I didn't write the name down of the other one. I wrote Chesta Cheetah Wild West Bullshit because I it's just Wild didn't care West about
1: Quest. this game. It's Wild West Quest. Also on the Super Nintendo and the Genesis. Great. Uh, a little more rare.
0: I've never heard of Whatever.
1: it. Whatever. Yeah. It, it's a game. There you go. Do you know what's there, a there. lot...
0: Lot more interesting than these boring Cheetos games. It is the legacy of the 7 Up Spot games. The 7 Up Spot games
1: are kind of amazing.
0: So we're starting off with just 7 Up Presents Spot, the video game, which is a terrible, just reversey game. I mean, it's not terrible, it's reversey and it has like different play field layouts. So you could play reversey against a computer. What is reversey? Is that like Othello? I think it's the same thing. It's not go. So. It's the one where like you flip yeah, the I thought, things yeah, around. Yeah, that's Othello. Yeah, it's Othello. Oh no, no, what it might be? It might be the one. W- it's actually the one where like you can uh, take your thing and move it one space to clone it, or if you move it two spaces, you have to move it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I don't. Okay, it's. I don't think it's reversey. I think I totally lied about that. So no one get okay. mad at me. Anyway, it's just a it's a boring puzzle game that you see everywhere. Like this is a super common game, right? Yeah, it's Spot is not rare. Yeah, I don't know why everyone bought it, because it's kind of boring. Uh, but the one fun fact I have about it is that on the original Analog NT, which is real Famicom hardware, uh, it's one of the games that has weird graphical glitches. So, uh,
1: yeah. That's weird. Fuck
0: you, Analog and my $500 thing that doesn't play every game perfectly. Yeah, I thought, thought that was the point. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure seemed like it. So, going on to Spot, the cool adventures, Also known as just Spot Cool Adventure in Japan. But it's not Cool Spot. Not Cool Spot. That is the sequel to Spot the Cool Adventures. And Spot the Cool Adventures, uh, this is a Game Boy game, which is a port of McKids, a McDonald's game on the NES that we didn't even talk about. Yeah. We'll well, we'll get there. We're going to get there.
1: And yeah, so it's a, a, it's a
0: platformer, and it's also called McDonald Land in Europe, which is different than Donald Land on the Famicom.
1: And what is Donald Land?
0: Donald Land is a platformer where you play as Donald McDonald, which is the Japanese version of Ronald McDonald. Oh my God. The, <laughs> so basically, they
1: wanted a, another spot game, and they just decided to, to take the McDonald's games and make it a spot game over here in America. Much the same way they, like, took Secret of Mana games and stuff and said, Nah, we'll just call it Final Fantasy. Fuck it. They won't know.
0: But, like, like Stupid McKids Americans. came out in America. And, like, you would I would, you would you never know by looking at this that this was McKids before you bought it. I wonder how many people bought it and they already had McKids on NES. Because, I mean, there must have been, like, this weird fast food game contingent of kids that are like, Yeah, I want the fast food games. Yeah, maybe. Um,
1: now... Okay. And you'd think that's enough information about Spot, but there's more. Go on.
0: So going from there, we have Cool Spot, another not confusing game that doesn't use a lot of the same words. Uh, this was on everything: DOS, Amiga, Master System in Europe, Game Boy, Super Nintendo Genesis, uh, and this is just some platform game. Is what I wrote about it.
1: Yeah, big deal. It, it's look, you've seen Cool Spot. It's it's everywhere. It's on all kinds of systems. So yep. You know, it's on what PlayStation, Super Nintendo, Genesis. Is Cool Spot on PlayStation? Jeez. Uh, maybe, maybe it isn't.
0: I, I can't remember, but it feels like this game is everywhere. It does. And then the sequel is Spot Goes to Hollywood, which is like this isometric platform game. And the one notable thing about this is the European box art is actually awesome. Yeah, the European
1: box, like, well, you should first compare it to the American box art, which is such dog shit. It's just
0: Spot standing in front of a red curtain with a spotlight yeah, on there. It's just like, right. yeah, you bought the first three Spot games. You're just here for Spot. Buy this fucking game. I, I like that there's kind of a
1: pun that Spot isn't a spotlight in Hollywood. You know, spotlight. Get it? Get it, guys? The joke?
0: You have to, you have to explain references. I would have never got that. This is like the second thing you've explained to me today, I think. Yeah, that's spot in a spotlight. But
1: the European cover has him running from a bunch of like movie icons. There's like Indiana Jones, King Kong, a bunch of weird stuff in the background.
0: Way better. Yeah, Frank, it's all licensed too, right? Like you could tell they definitely got the rights to Indiana Jones.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, 100%. Also like the European cover, like the Mega Drive cover for a cool spot, just cool spot. Kind of like him on a beach, it's a better cover. Like they just got much better covers than we did. And uh to clarify, Cool Spot, we said it was on everything. It's on the Mega Drive, the Sega Genesis, the Master System, the Game Gear, the Amiga, the Super Nintendo Game Boy, and also on available on DOS. So go there DOS. you go.
0: Get the big box version of Cool Spot. Yeah. Woo! That that's that's for you, right? No, fuck I I'm I'm out of room dude. I I need to get rid of Big Box games and that that's breaking my heart. Spot
1: goes to Hollywood was the one that's on the PlayStation. It's also on the, the one that's on the Saturn. And then, you know, the Mega Drive and uh, you know, whatever. Go play Spot goes to Hollywood. You'll love it. I think it got real bad reviews. Don't don't play it. It's not on the Super Nintendo though, right? I don't think so. Super Nintendo's no, not cool is, enough for yeah, it. Yeah. Not cool enough for Cool Spot our spot goes to hollywood anyways (laughs) (laughs) we've already talked about yonoid except that it got a
0: pinball machine i mean yeah i I didn't know if i should mention that that's a cool trivia fact you could bring up to your friends it didn't get it didn't get a pinball machine back in the day this was like last year they made a small run spooky pinball uh, who's this boutique pinball company they made a a small run of Domino's pinball machines and it was supposed to just be for like Domino's like franchise owners and executives and then all the pinball people were like whoa what we there's a new pinball machine we want to buy that six thousand dollars for a piece of domino advertising yeah so they made a public run of domino's pinball machines and now you know that have you played it no, i've never seen one i mean these boutique pinball games they're super rare because like half of them went to domino's executives and i'll probably see one in my lifetime at some pinball show i need someone to make me a pinball machine Oh, it's real hard. I want,
1: I want, yeah, I know. I've I've looked into it. <laughs> Trust me, I've I've taken a good long look at that. Uh, basically, I'll settle for a reskinning one, which I know people hate, but uh, that's that'd be good enough for me.
0: I mean, the owner of my local game store, Save Point Video Games, he's reskinning Gladiators into Zelda, and it's like it's a oh, huge project.
1: Yeah, he's been doing that forever.
0: Yeah, that's something you can see on Nintendo Age, and it's real cool. I didn't know that was your local store. I mean, local. It's two and a half hours away, but it's also the only good store in North Carolina. Yeah. Oh. So. Well, yeah.
1: Now I remember. I remember seeing that. I did not know that's where it was. Anyways, uh, look up Zelda Pinball. You'll find images of it. If you care about that kind of stuff, it's it's real cool.
0: Johnny, stop talking about pinball. We care about video games.
1: Okay, go on then. Go on. All right.
0: Never mind. Me. Uh, the next thing on our list, we got is uh, something I picked up last year because I loved the story behind it. Motoko Chan's Wonder Kitchen, which advertises mayonnaise in Ugh. Japan. That good old food lube. Ugh. Uh,
1: fun fact: I hate mayonnaise so very much. So very yeah, much. I don't, I, I don't like mayonnaise either. Uh, like I'm a- almost like phobic about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to smell it. Like I'm I'm bad enough at Subway. So if I'm watching them, uh, one, I'm unfortunately at a subway, which never makes me happy. But if I watch them use the knife and they like, if the person in front of me gets mayo and I see them cut the, cut the sandwich <laughs> with that knife and they go to cut my sandwich, I will stop them.
0: Okay, that's, that's not, a little bit too crazy.
1: Do not run that mayo laden
0: knife through my sandwich. Sometimes if I get a McChicken, I'll, I'll keep the mayo on it instead of holding it. It's not always a, a terrible thing. You know, tuna always, salad, egg salad. Uh, you know, we could live with this. All things I hate. I hate all of those things. You Well, you have... would never get Motoko-chan's Wonder Kitchen. Because to no. get it, you had to mail in two, UP, uh, two proof of purchases from jars of mayonnaise. And that's as far it? as Only I could two? tell, that's it. You just mailed in the proofs of purchases and you get the game. Do you have one? And you have one. Yes. Is it expensive? It's not. Like under what? fifty bucks, I'm pretty sure, and there's only ten thousand of them, which is crazy when you think of like people talking about how rare Panzer Dragoon saga and like that gold punch out cart are. What what system is this for? It's Super Famicom? Really? I mean they're not even hard to find. They're just on eBay, I think. That is really strange. And it's basically like a, a cooking mama kind of game, and you play it with the Super Nintendo Mouse. Huh. I would have never known. Yeah. Look at all the
1: information you learn here.
0: I mean, just everything about this game is cool. Like, not even that, just it's not a... I mean, it's easy to find, but they didn't print a ton of them. But the mayonnaise part, definitely the coolest part of this game.
1: Yeah, that's real weird. Well, speaking of... I will tell people about that. It's real weird. All
0: right. Speaking of uh, McChickens, where I hold the mayo normally, let's go on to McDonald's games, Johnny. Because there's a ton of them.
1: Right. So... Uh, your favorite Donald Land, which we explained earlier, Mick Kids. There's Global Gladiators, or also known as Mick and Max Global Gladiators, which is a, a Genesis game. What what should we tell them? Oh, I can't forget um, McDonald's Treasure Island Adventure or Treasure, Treasure Land Adventure. Adventure, which people like. People like Global Gladiators and McDonald's Treasure Land. I've never heard of Treasure Land Adventure, but now I'm oh yeah, gonna go look for the- it. Yeah, it's it's not the worst.
0: Is it's it just Genesis like a platformer, game? like basically every game on this list?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Basically, yeah.
1: So if you if you haven't played these games, I don't know where you've been, but um, yeah, they they are. McDonald's has been in bed with video games for a very long
0: time. It feels like. And Donald Land is like it's like five bucks. It's got cool box art, and it's it's a platformer on NES, and those are pretty much all kind of good in some way. So, if you're looking for cheap Famicom games, go get Donald Land. Yeah, Uh, Global
1: Gladiators, also a platformer, if you didn't know. The Mega Drive one, actually, like, the Mega Drive cover actually has a McDonald's logo right on it. It's not, it's just called Global Gladiators, like, for a Mega Drive. And you might not even know that it's a McDonald's game here, because it's called Mick and Mac, as the Global Gladiators, so you kind of have to turn over the box before you see the McDonald's logo, real small under the Sega logo. So they kind of like downplayed that, which is funny to me because they were willing to go full ham on uh, on a tre- Treasure Land adventure. They're just like, by the way, Ronald
0: McDonald right on the cover. I wonder like what the story, what was the meeting behind it where they're like, all right, we got to tone down the McDonald's branding on our McDonald's branded game. Like are like retailers not gonna carry it because it's an ad like what does what is that?
1: Maybe because that maybe that's when we started to talk about kids getting fat, oh man and wanting or maybe it was the toy aspect like people like uh, that that was a big thing about people being manipulated to get you know their kids into the restaurants for the toys and stuff. maybe that's what that was about.
0: Well, we gave up on that in 2018 now kids are just fat and we deal with it. yep, now
1: they're just fat cause everything. if you want the best cover art definitely go with donald land it's creepy and weird it is you get the yeah it like ronald looks looks real creepy creepier than normal he's like winking at you yeah kind of like you don't know what's going on there he looks like a serial killer treasure land adventure though like eh, that's just another platformer the game looks fun like if you look at it it's like a fun platformer i mean it's a little zany it looks definitely like a 90s game like yeah i'd play this sure
0: why not they also had a Flash game that has its own Wikipedia article that we're not going to go over. I don't even remember what it's called. I just thought it was crazy that a Flash game had a Wikipedia article.
1: You, you, some, you want to know some fun facts? I do. Okay. So, McDonald's uh, Treasure Land Adventure on the Mega Drive. McDonald's, uh, Ronald is swinging to the right. On the Genesis version, he's swinging to the left. They reversed the box art for some reason. I want to know what was going on in that meeting. Yeah, let's, let's uh, switch that. So Global Gladiators and Treasure Land Adventure are Genesis, Mega Drive games. Uh, McKids is a NES game, which is real bad. Don't play it. Came out in 1992. Whoa,
0: well, well, you're shit-talking McKids? McKids is fun. Yeah. You can go real upside bad. down. It's real bad. That's one no, of those games run. where it like had an angry video game nerd episode, and everyone's like, oh, McKids is so bad. Now you're here saying McKids is bad, obviously with your own opinion and not just copying the show, but I like McKids.
1: You like my kids? I, I, you know, I know a few people who like it. It just, it's real shitty to me.
0: I, I like it, every platformer, looked, so I mean, I, I probably have no like taste. It's like a
1: bad Mario clone.
0: I, I don't know. Mario is just like on such another level that I, I can't judge any platformer against
1: it. Go Mario. like look at the overworld map and stuff. It looks like a really shitty version of Mario. I mean, 3. Chip and Dale has a kind of overworld and like a little grid like that too, and people love that game. Even like the like the platforms and stuff that you're on and like the background well, i mean
0: yeah they're, they're obviously trying to copy mario but you can go upside down you can't go upside down in mario
1: no even the way you like choose the player like you can run left or right on the start screen like yeah it's
0: come on. they put some guys in the room they're like all right make a game about mcdonald's and they're like all right let's what's the most popular game let's do that yeah fine anyways you can hate it that's fine i'll keep hating yeah. rpgs
1: so it was a weird, it's a weird game that exists. It's weird that McDonald's had some, like that's, I mean, I don't know if that's a testament to how big McDonald's was or to how big Nintendo was or both.
0: I mean, it seems like it had to be McDonald's because they had like uh, Genesis and Mega Drive games too. I don't have anything like that: well, That's to McDonald's until, great. Yeah. They have video games, multiple video
1: games. So let's, let's talk about something near and dear to my heart though skittles what can you tell me about skittles and video games
0: uh i could tell you that you told me about a half hour ago that the original name of darkened sky on the x or on the gamecube was skittles darkened sky and i had no idea
1: yeah that game is revolves around skittles
0: so I knew that there was a Skittles advertising tie into that game. I didn't realize that the entire magic system of Darkened Sky is based on combining colors of Skittles. Like, I didn't realize this was a oh, brand yeah. game, basically. I wish this game came with a, Like, the
1: only thing that would have made it better is if it came with, like, a pack of Skittles with it. That there was a weird promo Skittle bag that you could have got that said Darkened Skies. Yeah, that would have been cool.
0: I mean, you told... So the original name was Skittles Darkened Sky? Because that... If they'd named it that... Like I would, I would have remembered that game. Like no one ever thinks of Dark and Sky now, but no, our our next three games, the Burger King games, everyone knows the Burger King games because they're so ridiculous. They're this fast food item thing. So right, they really missed out by not going all the way crazy with their Skittles branding here.
1: I I really think that um, you are correct about that. Like they they played it far too safe. Had they they should have embraced that. 100 percent
0: yeah this isn't like a stupid game boy advance game like the like m&m's party blast or whatever those games are that no one's going to remember like this was like a action adventure rpg kind of thing right all right.
1: All right all right man we didn't even bring up the m&m games there's a ton of them oh yeah i forgot about those we, t- we totally you just brought it up but yeah there is a ton of m&m games out there
0: i, th- I remember so. we were trying to think of m&m games that actually came with m&ms at some point for like a real food episode but i don't think we thought of any no we did not Bummer. all right but oh well also guys there's m&m games out there go look them up they're probably all bad Yeah. tell us about the burger king
1: games tell us which ones there were
0: oh well the this is like 2006 it was right on the cusp of xbox turning into xbox 360 so we had big bumpin which is an arcadey bumper cars game uh sneak king which was kind of unique it was this stealth game where you had to sneak up on people and surprise them with a big mac And then Pocket Bike Racer, which was just kind of this generic bike racing game.
1: So before you get into your story, which you should talk about. Yes. Let's talk about one item of confusion. These are put in 360 cases, but they are Xbox games, not 360 games. They look like 360 games, though.
0: They're dual branded, though, right? But they are basically Xbox games. It it
1: says Xbox on the spine. It does not say 360.
0: It doesn't say 360 anywhere? I mean, it has to say 360 somewhere, because they work in a 360. On the actual spine, though, it, it just says um, Xbox. And I think it, it says Xbox in the Xbox 360 font, though, right? That's yes, the coolest yes, part about it. Yes, it's super
1: them. confusing.
0: I mean, they want it to be confusing, because they do work in both, and they didn't... They Like, if you only had an Xbox, we still want you to buy our stupid games.
1: Yeah, I did not realize, actually, until just recently... That they were actually part of the Xbox library.
0: Oh, you got to go put those with your Xbox set, Johnny. Come on. Yeah, I actually had them with my 360 games. <sighs> judging it based, judging a book based on the cover. You got to read the content. Yep, my, my bad. Anyways,
1: speaking of bad, why don't you tell us how you got yours?
0: Uh, well, I was working at Burger King when these came out. I think they were sold for $3.99 if you bought like a, a special meal with it. Which in the terms of video games, like I remember thinking like, Holy crap, four dollars for a physical video game? It was crazy. And so I am I love rules and I love laws and I am a boring person who if it's like two AM and people are getting crazy and are like, Yeah, let's go throw a bottle off a bridge. I don't know, what if kids do that's hooligan-ish? Basically I, I want out of anything that is even remotely related to trouble. So naturally I stole these three games from Burger King. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, good job. i love rules that's why i've stolen these games yeah the box was right next to the toys and like the toys were just like whatever if someone wanted a toy you give them a toy so i just figured they were the same thing as toys so before i knew that we were selling them uh separately i just took all three home with me i'm like fuck yeah i like xbox and then like the next day at work it's like right, yeah we're selling these are like three for three for twelve bucks and then Whoops. Uh, that's that's like the worst thing i've ever done in my life johnny Really, you are. You I are am so, so lame, John. You have no idea.
1: <laughs> I I have some idea. I want to talk about a few special edition items that we didn't get to talk about oh, yet. That's bullshit. There is a super rare back in 2005. Going back to 7Up, there is a DS Fat, an original silver DS, where. If you were one of 15 people back in August of 2015 in Japan and you sent in UPCs enough or enough bottle caps of seven up. You had a chance to win a seven up branded silver DS. It's real weird.
0: I'm only letting you yeah. talk about this because it's part of the storied history of seven up in video games, which I yeah. kind of love.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's they've got, they've been around a long time. The other weird thing is, and we were talking about it, I, I made a joke. I'm like, I bet there's a Fanta item somewhere. I looked it up. There's totally a Fanta-branded PS4 controller. Only, only in Europe, uh, maybe Japan, I don't know, but definitely Europe, not America. In America, it's called Sunset Orange, and it's orange and blue. But in Europe, it is specifically a Fanta controller. So there you go. Amazing. European listeners, they may they may know Uh, other weird branded things that were specials. You could get an Xbox One that had M Ms on it. It was celebrating 75 year anniversary, so it was like this like uh, I think for Kyle Busch or something, like one of these NASCAR racers. Some NASCAR fans gonna correct me, but anyways, I think he drives the M M car. I don't know. There's weird branding with NASCARs, and so they're with this like NASCAR game or Forza or something, you could win this Xbox that had M&Ms on it.
0: Here you can also get a pure purple
1: Taco Bell Xbox. Yeah, we we already mentioned that. (laughs) And speaking of M&M games, uh, let me tell you a few. M&M Adventures for the DS, M&M's Kart Racing, M&M, that's for the Wii, M&M for the PlayStation, M&M Blast, uh, M&M Beach Party for the Wii, uh, M&M Minis Madness for the Game Boy Color, Kart Racing also for the DS. M&M's Break 'em for the uh, for
0: the GBA. There's a lot of M&M's. This games, is like guys. one brand that we missed. Imagine like if we just looked up every single food game, we probably missed a ton. Uh,
1: I I'm sure I'm sure we punted a lot, but we came up with this kind of on the fly, and already have kind of a long episode about this.
0: And you were like, "Oh, I need to go." So,
1: yeah, Eminem's Adventure was also on the PlayStation Two. So I'm I'm sure we missed a bunch. So we're not claiming this is the world's most complete list. We just thought it was fun that all these fast food people and candy and stuff had, you know, branded themselves into video games.
0: And it was starting, Damn. even starting ridiculous with dog food. Yeah, so. uh, which was the perfect place to start. You were right. I mean, I wish we still had games like this where we could just go out and like not like M and M's games. Like I want, I want to play a game as Ronald McDonald, and I want it to be a legit video game. Oh boy, I don't know if I want that.
1: But uh, hey, Tyler, that's all we actually have time for. We have to do a real quick because I got to get out of here. You've got magic um,
0: to play. I understand.
1: Yeah. So uh, basically, on my time limit, I need to leave in four minutes. So what are you buying? What are you playing?
0: Oh, fun. are you serious? We're doing this? Alright, uh, what did I buy? I bought Huge Insect uh, Probably the rarest Satchin game on the NES uh, One okay. of the most confusing games on the NES library because it only was released when collectors hounded Sachin to actually make it. It was advertised in 1993 and then it was only released in the mid-2000s or early 2000s when they were like, hey, make this game, you advertise this game Supposedly there's less than 100 A lot of copies have been for sale lately so I think there's probably more than 100 out there uh, Someone found a crate. Up for debate. Someone found a crate where uh, they're making fakes because they're saching games. How hard could they be to fake? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, what are you playing? I'm going to save what I'm playing because I want to go into a rant about Sweet Home. Not a rant. I want to talk a lot about Sweet Home. So I'm not going to okay. talk about Sweet Home, but that's what I've been playing. Okay. I have
1: been playing Mario Odyssey, uh, finishing that up. Also, the balloon party stuff happened with Luigi, so that's cool. Uh, so I put that back in. Been enjoying that. What did I buy? Just a bunch of Xbox games lately. Bought like, you know, status quo. Twenty more Xbox game. Ooh, I hear the dog. Oh, there go. Yep, they're going crazy. They know it's time. All right.
0: So that's all we got time for. Where can we find you, Tyler? Uh, you could find me on Instagram on IG. I'm default gen default G E N. And I'm gonna be on on some other stupid network that Johnny Vero. Vero. Yeah, you know. Vero. Yeah. So
1: that's the thing we're trying out. Uh, who knows if that'll stick? We don't have. A big problem with IG. We don't like the the algorithm, but we're going to cross post. Uh, So you can find me under Johnny underscore Ayuchi on Instagram, or you can find me at Johnny Ayuchi on Vero. So that's, that's all the places to find me. I mean, you can also look up my name, find me on YouTube and Twitter and all the, all the places, but you know, the best way to find me is on Instagram. That's all we got time for guys. Got to get out of here. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Let us know all the food games we missed and tell us which ones you actually like, because I know we were kind of rude about them. So tell us which ones were good.
0: Like the kids. Good
1: night. Bye. Bye.